hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take Podcast, where we are performance-driven. It's the week of September 27th, and we are bringing you news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. How's it going? Hey, Jenny. It's great to be back with you as well this week to talk more about the freight markets. And we are closing out the milestone of Q3 as we jump into Q4, which means it's the end of the year. That's right, Jenny. We're in the final week of Q3, right before we shift gears to Q4 come next week. And unfortunately for carriers, it is still an extremely soft market out there with no signs of things changing anytime soon. Even as we get into what most would consider one of the peak seasons for freight. And while that may be true, we are looking at other factors like we've mentioned in previous podcasts, namely with union labor strikes that are going on, right Maze? That's right, Jenny. We're gonna talk about the UAW strike and the potential impacts that it could have on the freight markets. And it's not gonna be in favor of drivers and carriers out there but rather could potentially have a prolonged softening in the market, especially in some areas of the country that would traditionally see some tightening as we turn the corner to Q4. And while that could be the case, I would not expect too much volatility this time around, especially because we are starting at a much softer market compared to last year this time. You're 100% right, Jenny. As we anticipated over the past week, we saw the market soften at a national level. Again. So let's talk numbers. Where do we close out the week last week? The national average rate per mile line haul only dropped from $1.59 to $1.56. Now, this isn't a large significant drop, but it just shows the overall general feeling in the market. Now, I think we're going to continue to see some loosening in the coming weeks, but the back half of October should bring some volatility, which puts some pressure on the spot markets to ultimately drive up the spot rates in the national average. That's right. And honestly, the current ratio from volume to capacity is going to continue to sustain this type of uh, rate. But let's talk about tender rejections, Maze. Where are we? Well, Jenny, when we look at tender rejections, we saw the national average drop below 4% again. Now, we're still right around 3.91%, but we would traditionally think going into the peak season of Q4 with the holidays that we would start to see some pressure on the tender rejections, especially when we look at tender volumes as they continue to increase and be stronger than they were for the majority of 2023, which really goes to show you how loose capacity continues to remain as we start to turn the quarter to the final months of 2023. So Maze, why don't you give us a bird's eye view of where the market currently sits, any regional discrepancies or disparities, and what we can expect over the next couple of weeks through Q4. At a high level, Jenny, the majority of the markets throughout the entire U.S. are seeing softening. That's with the exception of some markets in the upper Midwest, which are more rural and lower volume, so the impact isn't too significant. And it's also on the West Coast, especially up in the Pacific Northwest, as we continue to experience the seasonal strengthening with produce season being at full pace and carriers able to demand higher rates on freight leaving there. But outside of those two areas, the majority of the country is experiencing softening, and that's included with every major market by volume outside of the West Coast. That's Chicago, Elizabeth, New Jersey, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Atlanta, Georgia, Dallas, Texas. All of those markets that represent a large percentage of U.S. truckload freight are experiencing declines, really setting the precedent for the market overall. Now on the West Coast, we are seeing some tightening, but nothing too noticeable, and it's really being driven by the Pacific Northwest. 
Well then, Maze, now that we know that, you know what it's time for, the regional breakdown. What region are we starting with today? I'm going to save the Midwest for last because it's going to drive us into the UAW strike conversation. So instead, we're going to start out on the West Coast. Like I said, the West Coast is experiencing some tightening, even in some of the major markets like Ontario, California, but it's not as significant as what we're seeing up in the Pacific Northwest. Now, there are also markets experiencing pretty steep declines in states like Arizona, New Mexico, and Nevada. Overall, Jenny, I think we're going to continue to see the trend up in the Pacific Northwest, especially as we get into October and Christmas trees start to move. All right, now let's take a drive on over to the south. What's happening there? It's a mixed bag, but for the most part, rates are on the decline, especially when you look at volume. The largest volume markets are experiencing loosening with rates declining. These are markets like Dallas, Fort Worth, and Houston. On the flip side, markets along the border are a little bit tighter, but we are gonna likely see this dissipate through the week. The strike that we're going to talk about by the UAW could impact cross-border freight as car and car parts, manufacturing and supply chains start to experience downward pressure. And just a bit away, the southeast, what's happening over in that region? We're continuing to see loosening in just about every market. Now there are a glimpse of tightening in northern Alabama in the southwest part of Tennessee, but overall the southeast is definitely in favor of shippers. Freight leaving Florida is experiencing declines once again that we would traditionally see. Now let's take a drive on up to I-95 and hit the coastal region. What's happening there, Maze? Every market but two is experiencing declines, and that's Raleigh, North Carolina, and Willington, North Carolina. Now overall this week, even with some bad weather, I believe we're going to continue to see the trend of downward pressure on rates as capacity continues to open up, but it's not going to be so noticeable. Most likely, it's going to feel like things have stayed stagnant week over week. Now, the Northeast has been a region that we have been continuously monitoring, Maze. Do you want to remind our listeners why? The Northeast is definitely a call out because for the past few weeks, we've been talking about how the Northeast continue to tighten. Well, since last Monday to today, it's a mixed story. But for the most part, we're actually seeing some slim decreases out of the larger markets like Allentown, Pennsylvania, Elizabeth, New Jersey and Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Now, there are still pockets of tightening up in New England, but those are lower volume markets. For the most part, even the Northeast is seeing some softening. Going into October, I'm sure we're going to continue to see some easing with volumes being lower in the beginning of the month. But the second half of the month, we should start seeing tightening capacity, putting pressure on spot rates and the market overall in the Northeast. So we've been holding on to this one for the end for a specific reason, because we want to expand on the labor strike going on with the UAW maze. Let's talk about the Midwest. The Midwest is continuing to see loosening in most markets and could take a turn away from the traditional tightening in Q4 that we normally would see. And that is because if the UAW strike is prolonged, it will certainly have impacts on the Midwest as a freight market. But before we get into UAW strike, I do want to touch on some markets that we're seeing some tightening. And those are the rural Midwest markets in states like North Dakota and Montana. Other than that, the larger markets by volume, such as Chicago, St. Louis, Indianapolis, are seeing easing with slim declines in average rates week over week. But it's really dependent on where their freight is destined, Jenny. Carriers that are picking up freight in the Midwest and going down to the south or southeast 
will be looking for higher rates as they're headed to less desirable markets. And so why don't we close up with where you think the UAW strike may drive the freight market toward or away from? So I'm sure it's not news to anyone, but the UAW strike and the impacts that it could have on the supply chain and full truckload markets. Now, as Chris Beer, the president of the American Trucking Association points out, trucks move more than $950 billion worth of cars, trucks, and parts. And that is a significant contributor to overall volume for truckload. Now, I thought this was originally going to only affect the Midwest region, but it feels like that's expanded. Well, Jenny, it's not gonna just have impacts to the Midwest. Now, yes, a lot of these plants and warehouses are in the Midwest, but they do spread across the entire US. I mean, in fact, the strikes right now are happening throughout the US. There are strikes in Georgia, Massachusetts, Colorado, California, and yes, a larger portion of them are taking place in Michigan and nearby states in the Midwest. But the one thing I will call out is the downward pressure this could have in supply chains. So this is the most interesting part to me. You're talking about downward pressure where we would normally see or expect for these types of events to have upward mobility or upward pressure on the market. Why is it different here? Well, Jenny, I mean, we're talking about the union, but the strike that the union has, and if it's prolonged, will have impacts on non-union jobs. It's gonna have impacts on the suppliers of these big three car companies. It could really start having an impact on supply chains, especially in the full truckload space. Because as one facility is closed, that is less freight that needs to be moved to another facility, or some facilities might start getting backed up with parts that prevent trucks from coming in. Now again, this could all just be a blimp and things could be over by the end of this week, but as many are saying, this could actually be pretty prolonged and start to have greater impacts. So this is certainly something that anyone in the supply chain industry needs to be keeping an eye on, but especially in the full truckload spend, because if these impacts do happen that some are saying, we could see capacity be pushed into the spot market, which ultimately, Jenny, is not good for carriers out there, especially smaller carriers, because that is more capacity to compete against, which ultimately drives down rates. So if this is a prolonged strike and has downward momentum on supply chains, we could see rates go lower than anticipated for longer. Now, there are definitely a couple of updates on this strike and, and we'll likely continue developing as we record the show. But we're in our 12th, in the 12th day of the strike. And so far, apparently UAW President Sean Fain has said that the union has made major progress, quote unquote, recently in negotiations specifically with Ford. However, the strike has since expanded to GM and Stellantis. So we are by no means anywhere near the end and job security provisions could be the key to ending the strike on all fronts. Certainly something for us to keep a very close eye on. And of course, we will provide any developments as they as they come through. We will also provide spot market updates for you so that you can understand how that will affect or how the strikes will affect the spot market, as Mays mentioned. That said, we will see you next week with an all new episode of the Transfix Take podcast. And until then, drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.